The Welsh Wire, where talent and business connect in West Michigan. The Welsh Wire features moderator Mike Rogers and professional recruiting expert Sherry Welsh in this weekly podcast. Listen in as leaders from a wide array of small to mid-sized West Michigan companies weigh in and share their experiences and insights on a variety of business topics, including employee retention challenges and recruitment success stories. Hi, this is Mike Rogers, and welcome to Episode 6 of the Welsh Wire podcast. Now, with today's guests, here is your host, Sherry Welsh. We're here today with... Sarah Clerk from the Kalamazoo Promise and Von Washington Jr. from the Kalamazoo Promise. Welcome. Thank you. Thank Thank you you for having us. We're glad to have you here to talk to us about the Kalamazoo Promise now in its 12th year. Tell us about how things got started, what the Promise is all about, and kind of catch us up to where we're at today. All right. A quick uh, little history lesson on the Kalamazoo Promise. Approximately 12 years ago, Dr. Janice Brown, who was the then superintendent of the Kalamazoo Public Schools, made an announcement at a school board meeting. So just imagine if you're in a meeting and there's various parents and other administrators that are in the room, teachers and staff. And the announcement was was that if you graduated from a Kalamazoo Public School, you were going to have your tuition and mandatory fees paid at any in-state public college or university. I mean, imagine the surprise, right? It was a surprise. I was here when that happened. I remember that. It was a new day dawning in Kalamazoo for a lot of families. Absolutely. And, you know, we like to say that most people remember uh, things that happen. And and unfortunately, sometimes tragedy, when it strikes, you remember where you were when that happened. But a lot of people in Kalamazoo do remember where they were, what they were doing when this announcement was made. It's that profound. Yeah, it was a game changer. It really was. And so now 12 years later. $100 $100 million has been invested by anonymous donors wow. into the students that have been graduating from the Kalamazoo Public Schools. The scholarship is promised forever. This makes it an extremely exper- or extremely special uh, experiment, we like to say, that's going to go on forever. So that $100 million plus babies that are being born in our local hospitals now or a taxi cab or wherever it's happening for you um, have the scholarship as well. So it's just been an amazing thing for Kalamazoo. We've seen a lot happen since. We know there's a lot yet to come, but uh, the Kalamazoo Promise is alive and well. Most people that you run into always ask, is that still going on? Right. Because it seems too good to be true. Yeah, it does. It is absolutely incredible to think that this gift will go on in perpetuity the way it's been established. And with anonymous donors. Absolutely. You can't tell us who they are, Von. Do you know who they you are? You know, I don't know who the donors are, and that's probably pretty good. We, we and, could keep uh, it just between us kids. If yeah. You now I can't get you to tell. Yeah, most people think that we definitely have an idea, <laughs> and a lot of people have an idea in their own minds whom it may be, but there are so many generous people that are in Kalamazoo yeah. that have the wealth that could potentially be behind something like this, yeah. but we really don't care. We Isn't just that amazing? That we get to go. Yeah, that's a we are really blessed with an amazing gift. Wow. Wow. So here we are now 12 years later. And although the program hasn't been replicated exactly in the same form that Kalamazoo has it, it has been imitated and replicated in smaller forms, even throughout West Michigan. Tell us about that. Absolutely. We're aware of over 90 programs across the country in name and in promise name. So there's the Pittsburgh promise, which was one of the first ones, the El Dorado promise in El Dorado, Arkansas. They're another one that came on board right away. So there are a number of programs across the country 
that have varying degrees of the structure of the Kalamazoo promise, none with the generosity that we um, are able to have here in Kalamazoo. So it, it makes our work a little bit different. So for many of our colleagues across the country, they're working extremely hard and they have to do a lot to fundraise, to mm-hmm. talk to those and find those donors that will give that um that money so that they can make the scholarship work. And for us, we get to really focus on the nuts and bolts, what's going on in our community, because we really see it as a community offering. This is something that was offered to a community, a gift, if you will, one that now a community has the responsibility of making sure that the students are successful. So we spend most of our time trying to leverage the other community assets to make sure that the kids have the things that they need. So, yes. you know, for example, no fair, a group of people offer a hundred million dollars, but children's teeth are falling out of their heads because they mm. don't have dental care. Mm. So working with that community right. and various other communities to make sure that the students have all the support they need to be successful. Right. So as you're going into the 12th, soon 13th year of the Kalamazoo Promise, you face challenges in this work, which is a program that's more than just about scholarships for students, right? It's a community development, economic development, workforce development work that's being done, but there've been some challenges. Yeah, there are challenges. You know, it's interesting The students that are graduating from high school this year were were kindergartners when this was announced. That just Mm kind of gives you the the breadth of it a little bit, but yeah, there are challenges. We we've seen some of those and Sarah is going to share some of the things that we're doing to, to try to continue to move forward as we face those. But as we did our 10 year report, uh, that we provided to the community, we discovered that there were challenges and really you, you know, I graduate high school. If, if the day before my family is strapped financially, and or any number of things are taking place the day after I graduate, those things still exist. Sure. And so yes, we see is. that there are still folks. We have poverty in Kalamazoo that is much higher at a, a higher rate than we would like to see it in Kalamazoo. And we hope the scholarship can contribute to a reduction in that. Right. But barriers that children were facing before they graduated, once they received the scholarship, they still existed. And we've seen some of those things come forth. Right, right. So you're working with programs to try to establish help for those students to get them to take full advantage of the promise. But there are many, many students that are going through completing the promise, getting those two-year, four-year post-secondary degrees or programs, coming out with certificates or degrees, and you're connecting them back in to the community in a bigger way than ever before, thanks to the addition, it sounds like, of Sarah and the work that she's doing. So tell us about um, your role at The Promise, Sarah, and what you've been hired to do there. So I was hired to be the Director of Business Collaboration at The Promise, and I started this summer. And what I've done to date really is listen to and talk with folks that are working with businesses and individuals to find jobs. I wanted to get a sense of what the community was already doing to work with business. So one, I understood capacity in the community, but two, that I also wasn't stepping on partners' toes. Um, Kind of bringing it all together. So you were charged with, we've got this great group of students that have come out through the promise with some terrific skills. How do we get them back into Kalamazoo, plug them into our workforce, get them good jobs and have them making a difference? That's right. That's right. So that was kind of the phase one of the first couple of months. And now we're in phase two and we're looking at and talking with business and potential business partners to get a sense of what their needs are, what their talent needs are, and to see how we can partner with them to help fill those needs. 
we understand that many businesses and community members want to give back. They want to participate in community, but they don't know how. Um, so we're, we have a goal of trying to make that really easy for them. Um, one example is Mon and Hummel was doing a mentorship program last year. Um, one of their leaders, Kirk Wilkes, was interested in scaling it to other employers. So they asked the promise to talk to other employers to develop and scale the mentorship program. So, Oh, tell us about that. How does that work? So we're working on that right now. Um, I probably shouldn't announce the whole thing, but um, Shupan and Sons and Humphrey Products and Flow Server are all interested in mentoring high school seniors over the course of the second semester for in for students that are or for seniors in KPS. And over the summer, they'll have full-time internships or summer youth employment experiences. So before they even go to college, they're getting an internship right out of high school to get a taste of this is what we do here at FlowServe or Mon and Hummel. And here's pos- job possibilities, employment opportunities that you could explore degree programs even, perhaps, when you go to college. That's right. That's right. And then if the internship or the summer youth employment program works out, then those employers are likely to offer full-time jobs to those students should they want full-time jobs. Wow, that is innovative. It is. It is. It's exciting. And one of the other things that we're working with the employers to talk about is career pathways within their the their jobs and their industry, but also in the industry. So we want to make sure that Promise students who are graduating with any credential, the Promise, many people don't know that the Promise pays for, yes, a bachelor's degree, yes, an associate's degree, but also skilled trades degrees, apprenticeships, and um, corporate training. And so we want to make sure that students are on a career pathway that makes sense for them, that they're getting good jobs that are living wage and that students have the support they need to be successful. So what is really exciting, being new to the community, is business partners really do want to help and support and, and kind of leverage the Kalamazoo Promise to make it what it could be. Um, so I think been- that's what was envisioned from the very beginning, right, Vaughn? I mean, that was... I, I agree with that. I and mean, those partners that are coming in are just finding exciting ways and the work that Sarah's doing, connecting them. And what was special about what was going on at Mon Hummel, we actually just saw something on TV about what they were doing with their mentorship program. And basically they stepped forward and said, if you come in and you're a part of our program, we guarantee you a job. Wow. So there's an employer who is making a, another promise, if you will. And we're Absolutely. interested in seeing a community of these types of promises, because people ask us each and every day, you know, are students coming back? Are they working in the community? You know, are they leaving, coming back? Are they in college here? Are they staying? That seems to be very important to people. And we think it's probably important to those who are providing this opportunity. Right. But no fair asking someone to come back and there's no strategic way or pathway to those opportunities. And you know, as well as anyone, what a pathway can look like for someone who just doesn't know what they they want to be able to do. They have a degree or they have a certificate. How do I get that and plug that in? So it's very important. And that's some of the work that we're working on. Yeah, that's that's brilliant. I think catching them early and introducing them to the, and you're right, connecting them early in the process because they will go away to the various universities across the state. There's many they can pick from besides just Western here in Kalamazoo, and they do, but we do want them to come home. But if they've had that grounding and that great opportunity to start a career and get familiar with an organization that they can really start to want to be a part of and enjoy, they'll come back. 
That is true. That's a really different approach and a great way to look at it rather than just trying to get them at the end of the four years, say when they graduate. Super. So you've had some good success with this leadership, mentorship kind of program. I would say we are hoping that more business partners want to do similar efforts. They want to see how they can help get Promise Scholars into jobs, teach Promise Scholars how to move up within their industries, within their companies, and make sure that we as a community are really focusing on the local talent because we have had lots of conversation and people agree that there is a lot of local talent here. So we want to make sure we're making good use of it um, in the business community. Right. It, It just makes sense from a workforce development standpoint. We know that the businesses participating in this program and others that will come along are good corporate citizens Mm -hmm. and they care. But at the end of the day, it's about returning value to the shareholders, Mm -hmm. right? When you own a business, it's about returning value to your shareholders. And if you can have a good workforce that you're developing in a unique and novel way to keep your operation running profitably in the long term, that means good things, not only for all of your employees and you as an owner, but for the entire community. Yeah. And there seems to be a disconnect for many, whether you're coming out of high school and or whether you're getting some post-secondary. In many cases, there's a disconnect between that education that you've obtained and the workforce. And so hopefully through some of this and awareness and conversations, we're able to bridge that gap a little bit better for those students. And for us, it's a good group because we have promised students that are receiving the scholarship and that we can focus on. So while we care about all students and and the entire community, if we can leverage this by working with promised students, then the whole community can benefit from it. We'd love to leverage any of our work for the greater good of the community. So pathways that are being established can be helpful for those. And that's in any community that has an interest in doing this. And there are several communities across the state that have promise programs from the Baldwin Promise um, we even see our friends in Grand Rapids are looking at becoming a promise zone. Terrific. And so we're excited about that. And we, we love going out and working with and talking to any of those communities, uh, whether it be in the state or across the country, about our lessons learned and things that they can do. And we can learn from our partners as well. Absolutely. Right. And I'd like to piggyback on what Bon just said and say that there is also a lot of great work going on in helping Promise Scholars and other uh, residents of the community get good jobs, um, including Michigan Works, Calvin's Valley Community College, um, Western. They have a great alumni and um, an employment services division. Yes, they do. And Calvin's Valley has a really great academies um, department where they are providing people with the skills that employers say that they need. Um, so... We are not recreating any wheels. We're partnering with all of these entities to make sure that Promise students are a target population for the work that they're doing so that we're keeping local and really thinking about how we can keep our talent here in the community. Right, which is where it needs to be. I mean, the war for talent is real. You all know that because of the work you're engaged in as a business owner and the work that I do in the business community, I know it and and just with Welsh and Associates. And the work we do with talent, we know it's real and you need to leverage 
the great resources that you have in your community to be successful. So to see what you're doing now to really pull that connection in more tightly with business and students going into the Promise and Promise scholars who've already graduated, it's phenomenal because these are great resources. We don't want to get away. We've invested a lot of time and energy in these students, and we do want them to come back and to to take on jobs that are available in our community, right? To, to find a career pathway that they can they can forge right in Kalamazoo, which is terrific. And we know that we need to be ahead of it. We just saw some data coming out of um, our friends in town recently that said that Kalamazoo was losing millennial population faster than a good portion of the state. And we don't want that. No. We, need the, we need those folks to stay here, the millennial population and, and the rest of the population to want to stay. And with the introduction of the Kalamazoo Promise, we know the school system was able to retain even up to close to a thousand students in the first year. Now, one of the beauties of the scholarship for anybody who is skeptical about whether a scholarship will keep people living somewhere and are moving in, it did that effectively in Kalamazoo to the tune of about, once again, about a thousand students came into the school district. But the Kalamazoo promise is universal. That's a beauty of the scholarship. And anyone putting a scholarship in place wants to continue to think of that. How many people can we get in? Not how many people are we keeping out? And it's universal. So every student has an opportunity to have the scholarship. They get the scholarship. Whether your family makes $2 million a year or $22 a year, it is a first dollar scholarship. We're paying tuition and fees no matter what. So then if you get other dollars, you're able to use those dollars as flexible dollars to help pay for the other expenses that you have. So these are very important things about this scholarship. A student has 10 years to use it. These are all community-based things, the philanthropy, the thought about helping students that have life that gets in the way. Very important for our community, and we want to be good stewards of that and make sure that we're providing every opportunity for success. Right, right. And I would imagine, too, somewhere along the line, the data may show this, but those students have been given a great gift. Somewhere along the line, they're going to want to repay that and pay it forward. And I know you've already got countless examples of students that have volunteered, interned in your organization, have helped other students throughout the region, just grateful for the gift they've been given. So I think that that will have an impact, too. So there are communities in in and throughout West Michigan who are getting ready or thinking about doing work like this, you're available. Oh, absolutely. To talk about it. Yeah, we'd love to go out and speak with communities, anybody that's getting started. And we do get a lot of calls. And one thing about those calls, they're not calls because people just think it's neat to help kids go to college. These are calls from community leaders who are trying to look at what they need to do to help their community survive. Right. Um, so they've gotten together and they look at it and they say, we want to do what you're doing up there. Right. And they think that through education, through a human capital investment, that they're going to be able to help their community thrive and be a place where people want to live, work and play. And so we're excited about that. It happened for us and we want to keep that going as well as the announcement of the foundation of excellence here in Kalamazoo. So almost like lightning strikes twice, but you have to work it. If you don't work it, it's just not going to do it by itself. Right. Right. And 12 years ago, you had a, someone had a vision. Janice had a vision and a few others brought together a really great program for Kalamazoo and it's continued to evolve. And I applaud the work that you're doing. Sarah, have we covered everything that you're doing right now? It sounds like a big body of work and. 
Well, yeah, so I'm just getting started, and I'm really excited about the partnerships that we're developing. I think the only other thing that I would like people to know is that businesses, there are a lot of different ways that they can engage in partnership with The Promise. Um, it can start with a job shadow or an internship. Business partners can also do mentoring. Workforce development is high on everyone's list right now. There's not enough talent to fill the jobs that most companies are desperately needing to fill right now to see their operations succeed and in turn to keep communities vibrant. So the promise can really play an important role in workforce development with this program that you're working on, Sarah. So tell us about that long-term vision. That's right. So we are partnering with Kay Risa, who's looking at what's happening in K through 12 to look at career pathways. We're, we're partnering with um, Kalamazoo Valley Community College to talk about associate's degrees, and we're talking with Western Michigan to talk about bachelor's degrees. So if you think about the education continuum, we are talking to the right people. Um, we also are talking to businesses, and what businesses are telling us, both locally and nationally, is that our young people need soft skills and work readiness skills. So some of the conversations that we're beginning to have, both again with businesses and educators, is how can we get uh, soft skills and work readiness into curriculum so that our promise students are work ready when they go into their first position after they get a post-secondary credential. Um, and we are also looking at what's happening in the community, thinking about in-demand industries and trying to make sure that when our students go to get a post-secondary credential of some sort, that they're thinking about if they want to stay in this community, what is a good job, what industry will be hiring people Excellent. like me, and how can I stay in this community and both be a productive employee and a productive citizen. Excellent. Right. And that, that's been a, really kind of a concern of mine for years that when we educate our students, we, and, and introduce them to career pathways and to options that we do highlight the kind of industry and jobs that are available right here in our community because selfishly we want them to stay here. We don't want to train them and send them off to Virginia or Atlanta or California for jobs. You know, you can say, Timmy, it'd be great to grow up to be a paleontologist. It's a great career field, but you can't do that in Kalamazoo, you know, but here's a whole lot of things you can do in Kalamazoo. Now, if Timmy has a passion to be a paleontologist, that'd be terrific. But we would really like them to at least look at and consider some things you can do right here in Kalamazoo. Yes. And while many employers need people right now in the short term, this is really a long-term strategy for our area and our region. We know if people continue to leave the area at the rate that they are now, we just won't have anybody to be able to fill the jobs. And when you look at the baby boomers, the rate that they're retiring and going out of the workforce right now, compared to the number that are coming in, it's just not going to add up. No, the numbers don't add so up. You're absolutely right. This is a, yeah, and this is a, so this is a community and a regional strategy working with our local economic development folks, with our city folks, with our colleges and universities. We feel like we have the opportunity right here to solve this issue, which is plaguing a nation. Right. But we are looking at what can we do in our community to solve this issue. And this is one of those ways. This is an attempt at it. The Kalamazoo Promise being a capital, human capital investment strategy, along with the only human capital 
investment strategy we have in the nation in our education system. How can we leverage it on top of what we're already doing in our school system to make sure that we have the workforce, that we have the folks here that want to be here, and that we can sustain it over a long period of time? Right. Right. And with what Vaughn's saying, um, it's important, too, for us to think about if we want to a- attract and retain companies in the community, then we have to make sure that the students that we are educating and training, that they are work ready and they're ready to um, get into positions where they can make sure that employers are comfortable and confident and compete in the global economy that we're facing right now. Right. Right. So some of the soft skills that you're helping to ramp all around that too, to make them help to make them work ready. Yeah, it is a long term strategy, a long term body of work, but you're attacking it from several different angles to ensure the success that this is, this really becomes a good program for workforce development. Excellent. So if, if we have listeners that are hearing this and really coming to understand how they as a business can, could connect Mm -hmm. with the promise, they might Reach out to you, give you a call. Communities, you know, that are listening and saying, we don't have the promise, but we'd like to talk about how we could get something like that started. They could connect with you. Absolutely. What's the best way to get a hold of you, Vaughn, or or Sarah? You can go on to our website. And what's Um, the website address? www.kalamazoopromise.com. And or you can give us a call. You know, the numbers are on our website. Also, I would like to let people know in various communities, if you think a scholarship that is being provided to students is an education thing, you're grossly mistaken. This is a community thing, and you should really be trying to understand how what you do in your community fits in to the greater picture. So call those folks. If you have a Promise Scholarship, call them and find out. I don't care what industry you're in. How do we fit into the picture, to the experiment of helping this community thrive? And so we're we're excited about these opportunities, the work that Sarah's doing, all of the things that she mentioned that a company can get in on and or understand. Right. And if and they have a new idea. I absolutely. Mean, let, right? right. They they may be listening today and say, I've got I've had this idea and I didn't know where to take it or who could help me with it. You might be able to provide the resources and connect with some other employers to make it done. Get Absolutely. It done. That's right. Yes. I was hired to add capacity to bring employers to the table to talk about how to get more talent in the community. And so I have time to do that. That's what I was hired for. So I look forward to employers reaching out to me. Excellent. Excellent. Well, I applaud the efforts that both of you are making, the Kalamazoo Promise is making to show success for our community, to help students realize their full potential, and to help with workforce development and economic development to make the region a great place to live, work, and play. Thank you for the work you're doing. Thanks for being with us today. Thank you for the opportunity. Thank you for listening to The Welsh Wire. We hope you'll join us for the next episode. For more information, visit welshandassociates.net.